Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Hour of Power podcast, where we look into a subject for 60 minutes to try and become experts. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron, and joining me, as always, is Caleb. How are you going, Caleb? Yeah, excited. Excited to get into a new topic, try to become 60-minute study experts. I don't know whether we have become an expert on a topic <laughs> yet in 60 minutes, Cam. Do you feel like certainly last week, the economy, economics, that was that was huge. Yeah. Uh, definitely not calling myself an economist just because I researched it for 60 minutes. Do you feel like you're an expert on any of our subjects so far? I don't know. I don't know if I've become an expert. I definitely feel like I'm. I know have more expertise maybe in the subjects, um, or like maybe that. a little that's bit a, that's wiser. A play on words. Yeah, but um, but I do enjoy the studies, and I know that I always come away a little bit wiser. And hopefully, our listeners do as well. So, Caleb, we've got a new subject. You this sounded week. like a politician then. Oh, I'm not an expert, but I have more expertise. That was that was very clever, Cam. No, very good. Um, very, very and excited. Donald Trump. I'm really. <laughs> I'm really excited about this week's topic and I know you will be as well. It's my turn to choose. Um, I've been looking through our list of uh, topics. As always, audience, send in your ideas because this list just keeps growing and it's more exciting every week to look at it and decide. Uh, But yeah, give me a drum roll, Cam, because this week's going to get some people excited. Social media algorithms. Oh, okay. I like that. I've actually... I've actually been scrolling through social media. Some other people may be like this. I've been scrolling through it a little bit more recently. You know, got some some time at home, a lot of time at home, all the time at home. <laughs> but but I've been scrolling through and I've been thinking, huh, what is happening here? Why is this post over here? Why is this post here? So this will be fun. I really like. I really look forward to this actually. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. One one particular topic I'm excited to look into, and I'm, I've talked to a number of friends about it, so I bet audience members are excited about this particular thing as well. You know when you like talk about that holiday you might be going on to yeah. Bali yep. and you're chatting with your friend about it and you haven't looked anything up about it yet, no. but then uh, you... <laughs> just happened yes. yep. to open Instagram an yep. hour later and right there at the top of your feed is an ad yep. to Bali and it's like why did that what? happen how did that happen what yep. is going on I'm Anyways, totally I'm hoping that I'm hoping our algorithm research will help us uh, understand that a little more as well I'm with you there I'm with you there so Caleb core questions is that one of them yeah it's uh, I, I didn't make that like a direct core question okay why does it know um, about my such, Bali holiday <laughs> Yeah, wh- why, yeah, so I made it a bit more general. So my core questions, I'm going to look at uh, how does an algorithm work? Okay. Question mark. So I've left that nice and broad. I just want to try to understand them. Uh, then the second question I'm going to look at is do the platforms use algorithms differently? Okay. Uh, so between Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snap, whatever you've yep. got that has a feed, what algorithms they're using? Are they different? And for you, Cam, this is where, this is where the Bali one comes in perhaps is okay. how do algorithms affect what I see? see in my feed I yep. want you to take a look at that for me I'll look into uh, that and yep. finally you are also going to look into why do algorithms change okay. because I know for people who might be on the, the one end of the algorithm game where you're trying to use algorithms to promote something it's helpful to know why the algorithms change mm. how they change how you can use that so I'm curious to see what you find on that as well I'm curious as well okay so there's our core questions they're going to be what we try and discover and learn a little bit more about the subject of the social media algorithm. Let's get into our 60-minute study. Okay, so the research time has just started. One of my questions is, how does the algorithm affect what I see in my feed? My first thing is going to be asking the question, 
how does it know what I'm thinking? Because I don't know, every single time I use social media, it just seems to know what I'm thinking. And so that's gonna be my first question. I'm gonna see, is there some secret robot it's working or is it fully actually tracking what I do every day? Let's find out. Okay, I've got a coffee, we're underway with research, and I just found a website called Everything You Need to Know About Social Media Algorithms. Surely this will be good. So, five minutes left of the study, I just went and got some yogurt for a, for a snack. Don't know why in the last five minutes, but um, what I'm looking into now is, um, is there a way that um, social media is specifically targeting posts to us not just ads but like posts from different people so they have posts they prefer not based on engagement just like things that they think that we would like so they analyze the photo the video and they say you would like this photo okay cam we are back we are back uh, 60 minute study a topic that we could have probably spent 60 years researching and never stopped. I think that's the sign of a good topic for the Hour of Power podcast is if we feel like we still need to research some more. But let's see if we've become experts. Let's see if we we have actually learned enough during the 60 minutes to claim being experts on it. Hell, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm curious how you're feeling because you you create – uh, videos like that's one of your main things you do outside of the podcast uh, and and obviously one of the main ways you get those videos out there is via social media mm. how are you feeling now having spent 60 minutes looking into into this world of algorithms I feel like the algorithm is out to attack me <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no no I feel like I feel like there's practical things that people like you can actually do to like you know, not get ahead of the algorithm because the algorithm, what I found out and what we'll get into is basically it's actually there to help us. Like the, it's designed to make our lives easier. Um, and so I think just following some of the practical things that they think will make our lives easier actually will make a difference. So that's what yeah, I, that's how I feel. I, I totally agree. And actually I'm glad you said that because that was one of my great revelations during that time was like, Overall, as as a as a marketer or as someone, you know, we both in in our work, uh, people who put social media mm. content out, um, as well as our personal brands, we also both work for different companies where we have to put content out. Yeah, and it's easy to think it's like an algorithm versus us situation. Exactly right. But I think I think what I realized during that time was. All, all these social media platforms are actually using these algorithms, and this is a perfect segue into my first question: how do how do algorithms work? Uh, they're actually just trying to make it the best experience possible for the user. Exactly right. Exactly. It's right. nothing to do with oh, we got to stop brands coming up. No, they're fine to put brands up if it's what the best experience is for the yep. user. But anyways, we'll okay, get into, so get into uh, your first we'll get into question. more of that. How, uh, yeah, Caleb, answer it. How does the algorithm work? I think there's so many Absolutely. people out there. Um, you know, everyone, everyone's been scrolling their phones recently, and they're probably wondering how does this algorithm actually work. Give us yeah, the absolutely. First of all, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's where I centered Again. my uh, my kind of research around because I kind of needed some platforms to yes. look at. I think yep. you looked at like TikTok, YouTube, a few others. Yeah, as I well. looked at some others, but I think they're the big three, and I think they're probably the biggest user base. And so I think that's probably a good place to start. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I, uh, real quick, Cam, this kind of frames this idea of how an algorithm works. How many, uh, how many? St- monetizable daily users do you think there are on Twitter? Oh, I, whoa. I, yeah. I don't even know. 
145 million. 145 million. Jeez, okay. Yeah, okay. So how many how many photos per day do you think there's been on Facebook since the beginning of Facebook? Um, 350 million. 350 million <laughs> photos. I was going to say like 350,000. <laughs> 350 million. Okay, and and this is this one this is this one is amazing. This is the last one. So I've given you one from Twitter, one from Facebook. For Instagram, how many people per day do you think access Instagram stories? Uh let's go um 200 million. 500 mil. 500 million per day access Instagram. Like, so, so Whoa. what I'm getting at is what I'm getting at is there is, there is that many users and that many people putting out content. Uh, this is where algorithms started. How, how did, how do algorithms work? It all started because there was too much content mm. to just show it in chronological order. It just wouldn't work. There's well, just too much on there. I was thinking about this. Um, Twitter, the whole point of Twitter, right, is that you're like, you're engaging with things constantly. You're um, interacting, you're retweeting, you're commenting. Like it's a, it's a media overload. And I was thinking, what happens if you're following, like, say, for example, 2,000 people, people that you're interested in their opinions or or what they post, all that stuff. Imagine 2,000 people, like, being on Twitter and commenting and, you know, the new Apple iPhones released and everyone's like, blah, 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 putting all their thoughts out. You would never get through the content. The, the feed would be going past at the speed of light. And so exactly, it, it would just be insane. <laughs> trying to watch exactly. that in and, reverse and that's, chronological and that's where these, order. That's where, exactly. That's where this all began. It started, it started, you know, we've, a lot of people have probably seen the Facebook movie. Uh, when they first created this thing in 2006, they created the newsfeed in 2007, they created the like button. Uh, like it, it, this, this, this need for a, a way to give content to users in a way that was different to just chronological order. Yeah. It just it, it appeared and they had to fix it yeah. because of the reason you just pointed out. It just would not be possible to engage with it. So uh, it all became about showing content to users yep. that they cared about the most. That's which is why the algorithms exist. Full yeah, stop. That's exactly that's right. why they yeah. exist. They're trying yep. to help users see what they care about most. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna read out this definition word for word that I uh, got from Sprout Social um, because I think they called it a kitchen table definition. I think this is a great starting point for our our research. Okay. Um, they say social media algorithms are a way of sorting posts in a user's feed based on relevancy instead of publish time. That's okay. it. Yep. Yeah. And then I that makes sense to you. How do you feel about that? Yeah, th- that makes sense. And then I guess uh, like as, um, you know, as most people know, different social media platforms service different purposes. So then each one breaks it down in a different way, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's, that's right. So, and, that, and I'll get showed. into that yeah. in just a moment in my next core cool. question because awesome. I looked into how, how different ones worked. So perhaps the only other thing to address is it, uh, we might have a computer coder listening out there who's like, wait, you were researching how they work. You have to talk about machine learning and data science. Now, yeah. I'll admit that is a huge part of how these algorithms work. <laughs> and, you know, people talk about, we're going to talk about how algorithms change. That was one of your yep. core questions. Yep. And I'm sure you're going to get into this. But it's all based on machine learning and, in, and, and like an artificial intelligence almost. So, so algorithms don't just change every couple of months when social media platforms up there, they change all the time mm, because they're mm. just constantly being fed new data, Exactly, um, right. which was fascinating. So I didn't get into the, I'm, I'm nowhere near computer science enough to understand <laughs> how the algorithms work in a technical sense. Yes. 
but it is worth mentioning. Um, they, they do use machine learning. They do use uh, data science. Yep. They're capable of passing data, ranking posts based on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of criteria. Um, yep. If you were going to try and understand all of that, you would need to do several years of study, not just 60 minutes. But I think for the purpose of this 60-minute study, that definition that I read out, that's the best place to start with how algorithms work. Yeah, and what we'll go into, like you said there, one of my questions was how they change. I'll go into a little bit, like some of my research was looking into how each of them use different machine learning um, and how that's changed over time. So we'll go a little bit more into the machine learning side and another question, but for now, I I, I really like that definition. You know, it's yeah, all cool. about. So that's that's how an algorithm works. Yeah, let's, I'm, I, I don't even want to dig into it more than that. I think let let's go there. Um, I think naturally, let's go to my next core question yep. as well because I think good. it's gonna I think it's gonna set the table if you like for your yep. for your core questions really nicely. So my question was, do the platforms use algorithms differently? The first mm. thing to say about this is the social media platforms, all of them they're not completely open about how their algorithms work. Did you yes. find that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they've put out a lot of uh, statements and stuff, but there's also still a lot of mystery about how um, algorithms and especially ads work. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 at first it's like, oh, well, they can't do that. They can't keep it a secret. But no, they, they should and, and, and they can and they do. Mm. And the simple reason for this is if they told us everything, well, first of all, they'd have to update us like every couple of seconds because they just change so often. <laughs> yes. And second of all, if they told us everything, well, then you would just see ads all the time because yep. brands would exploit the information and constantly just be pumping their stuff to the top and then, instead of what Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, and everyone else wants. They want you to see your family and friends. Yeah. That's what they you want would, you to see first. You'd never see your little baby nephew that's just been born or you'd never see your family's friend's new dog. Like You'd never see any of that stuff because every brand in the world would be like, <laughs> yes, great way I can get my content out there, which is like, I mean, that's that's what they want to do, but also means that it's a loss for the user. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I think Facebook's a fascinating one to look at uh, because it's like it's like the OG in mm. some ways. Like it came, it came out, Mark Zuckerberg. You know, they start the, the social media movie. I already mentioned. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's fascinating. Yep. But over time, they've gone on this. What I didn't know before the 60 minutes it's been a huge journey for them figuring out how to how to use these algorithms obviously they've acquired different platforms over time and they've mm. applied what they've learned to those so so i'll start with facebook um i'll go back all the way to i mentioned before 2006 okay facebook introduced the news feed so that was the first time you could see everything that you would see on individual people's profiles in one place. So instead of flicking to specific people, yep. you could just see it all in one place, right? Uh, in 2007, the like button came in. Yep. And then in 2009, the algorithm came in. Now, what was fascinating about this is the like button, some places called it almost like a new form of currency because yep. the, the idea was they could sort the content based on what was being liked the most because therefore, like logically, that's what is most engaging and most mm. interesting to people. But what they realized very quickly, this is going back almost a decade now, and it's quite obvious now, and I'm sure listeners are already aware of what I'm about to say, but it didn't actually work because there were more complicated types of posts that weren't drawing likes, they were drawing comments and discussion and, and almost like in some cases, argument. 
Mm. And argue like that that's actually more engagement than just a like. Yes. Yep. So they so they had to figure out how they could weigh in all of these hundreds and hundreds of different criteria that over time have just grown more and more complicated. Um to figure out how to show us what's most relevant. So yep. for Facebook, uh, quick timeline, 2016, they introduced a whole bunch of criteria around the amount of time spent viewing particular yep. posts. So that was interesting. 2017, they introduced all of our favorite things, reactions. So it wasn't just about likes anymore. It was more complicated than that it was how you react. So obviously they could use that data to help rank things. In 2008, there was an emphasis, sorry, 2018, not 2008, 2018, there was an emphasis on meaningful interactions. So more than just clicking like, haha, sad, angry, whatever. It was about comments and more complicated interactions. So sharing and commenting and back and forth conversations. Uh, and most recently, 2019, they introduced a tool. I don't know if you've ever used this before, Cam. I've, I've used it a couple of times, but I didn't realize how important this was to Facebook. They introduced the why am I seeing this tool, uh, mm. which some people may have seen. You can actually click on Facebook, the little button at the top of a post and say, why am I seeing this ad? And you can directly feed the Facebook algorithm information about yourself uh, because you can click on there and say, I don't want to see this or I do want to see this. I want to see more like this. Yes. I want to see yep. less like, and that's directly, you're, you're directly impacting how the algorithm works um, for you. So yeah. that was, a, that, that's obviously a huge one. And, and that represents something important that seems to be across all of the social media platforms, particularly Facebook at the moment is they're trying to be more open mm. with how these work because rather than making it an us versus them thing, like we mentioned, they're trying to actually work with content creators, with people, with brands to make sure that the best things are getting to the top um, of people's posts. Because interestingly, uh, when they made it about more meaningful interactions like comments, um, news platforms like Fox News in America who post things which are controversial or things that might Yep. upset people, yeah, yep. they became the top viewed kind of posts mm. because they were posting things that were upsetting people, not necessarily the things people cared about most, yep. which is what they're trying to get to the top of feeds. But because there was this emphasis on comments and conversation, people were responding to the Fox News person. People were having massive debates and outrage. And everyone's, was, probably, everyone's probably seen them before at some point, a good old Facebook yeah. Uh, rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keyboard warriors, you yep. know, we've all heard. And so those were going straight to the top. And so as a response to that kind of issue, Facebook's trying to be more open with people so that everyone understands how this works. So that kind yep. of gives you an overarching rule, um, overarching idea of Facebook. But uh what I want to do for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which is what I looked into, is kind of I found a list of the most important ranking signals for each of the platforms. So I won't okay. go into as much detail as I did just then on every platform. We'll be here all day. Um, but I'll give you the ranking signals that are considered most important to each platform. So okay. Facebook, um, according to Hootsuite, uh, it's who a user typically interacts with because they assume that who you interact with more is who you care about more. Fair mm -hmm. enough. Um, uh, yeah, the type yeah. of media in the post is very important. So whether yeah. it's a video, an external link, a photo, just text, what it is. So if they, they weigh that up and different things are considered as more or less relevant and important and engaging. Uh, and finally, the popularity of the post. So when it's posted, how much engagement is it getting across all of those different types of factors? Okay. So a lot there, There's Cam. so much, yeah. So much there. Um I think that leads well, 
you know, well into my next question that I was kind of looking at is how do the algorithm affect what I see in my feed? Because what you pointed out there for each of those platforms kind of then links into how it actually, how we see what we see in our media feeds. Um, I took a different approach for some of this. I, um, you know, when I was looking up this question in a number of different ways, one of the biggest things I found was people starting to feel that their phones are listening to them, the psychic thing. Now, we, <laughs> we talked about this before, uh, you know, people thinking that, you know, is their phone listening to them? Um, are they are they getting listened to by Facebook? All those things because, you know, maybe they think um, about, uh, I saw this thing, it's like, I thought about a blue dress and then I started seeing lots of ads for blue dresses and now- <laughs> Is Facebook inside my mind or something? And so people were like, kind of, there's like this whole page, like this whole web page where people have posted their almost psychic interactions with um, social media where they've thought about something or they've dreamt about something, some people said, and then they started seeing these things. And so I kind of looked into, you know, how does that actually work? Why do we why do we sometimes see those things? That's so freaky. So it wasn't just like people saying, I talked about it with a friend, like we talked about at the beginning of the yeah. podcast. It was like, I dreamt about I it dreamt about and it. Facebook knew about it. <laughs> That's, that's that's what they were saying. That's what they were saying. That's 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 pretty crazy. Um, and so I looked into it and um, kind of what base basically was said. Like when I looked into the research, like there was even some people who did a highly scientific um, research into it, where they kind of tested with some monologues in front of a phone about some things that they wouldn't even be interested in, um, about some some topics to see if they got ads about those things, um, and they couldn't find anything and, you know, continually um, these social media platforms put out, uh, no, we're not listening to you. We're not listening to you. However, one thing that they do say is they're trying to be so intuitive about what you are looking into, what you're interested in, that they can almost guess in the future. They know you better than yourself. And so they can almost guess what you want to see. And so one of the things that they were kind of saying is, um, although we're not listening via your microphone, the things that you're kind of searching may lead you down this path. And so we're putting those ads in front of you and you may not actually realize they're there until you dream about them. And then you'll see them the next time and you'll be like, whoa, you know, the blue dress. The blue dress may have been there yesterday before you, but you weren't aware of it. And so that's so kind of rather what they're than the dream causing you to see it, it's like the dream coincided with you naturally becoming interested in this yep. thing based on other things you yep. searched for. And so, like in the blue dress example, well, last month you looked at a blue wall painting that exactly. you were going to get for your room and yeah. you like blue. So naturally you might want a blue. <laughs> so that yeah. kind of thing is that exactly that, right. Exactly example? right. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, and, and I think also one of the things is we sometimes forget how much of a, um, a span that, um, you know, especially Facebook has, um, as some would say, you know, it's got its fingers in a lot of pies. Like it, it, it knows a lot of information from different platforms, not only because of the things that we've found out because of, um, you know, some of the things that have happened recently with, you know, Facebook having to go to court and all those things with um, them having to say, you know, they, they sell data or they buy data or all those, those data things, data, data, data. Um, nah. I haven't watched the full video, but I know Big that there's data. a lot there's of data. Podcast. <laughs> Big, lots of data, but, 
um, what we do know is that they, especially like, say for example, Spotify, lots of people use Spotify. I use Spotify. You use Spotify, Caleb. Um, you can, there's an option. You can log into Spotify via your Facebook login. I don't know if you do that. I've actually done that, done that since I the do beginning. as well. Yeah. And yep. so now automatically, because we've said, yeah, Facebook can know what I'm listening to. Like, yeah, why does that matter? Now, automatically, it's starting to get that data and that information as well. Now, we don't think that's a big deal, but say, for example, um, you're listening to um, Harry Styles. You're listening to Harry Styles a lot on Spotify. All of a sudden, Facebook's going to start thinking, wow, okay, um, so you live in Brisbane. You're listening to a lot of Harry Styles. Harry Styles actually has a you know, a concert coming up because of the information that it's getting from Ticketmaster who's advertising on their platform. And uh, it's like, okay, well, how about I advertise this Harry Styles ticket to you, this concert to you because you're listening to them. You're in Brisbane where the, the concert's going to be, so you must be interested. And so then it starts targeting the ad in that way. And so you're thinking, how does Facebook know that that I like Harry Styles? Well, you're listening to you're listening to it on Spotify and then people and me, in the meantime you that. were just thinking, well, it was just more convenient than creating another account that I had to remember. So I'm just going to click a login with Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. And so for like an example there from the different information and then Facebook's connected to Instagram. And so Instagram's now going to be showing you, um, you know, Harry Styles is like, his posts, his sponsored posts, and then his concert posts, and then Ticketmaster's posts. And all of a sudden, you're going to have all that stuff. And then um, they're going to be like, well, if you like Harry Styles, then maybe you're like Niall Horan. And I don't know if I said that correct, Horan. Maybe <laughs> um, uh, you'll like him as well. So here's some posts from him. And so it, it's like, wow, but I, I only dreamt about a Harry Styles concert. But what it's really doing is it's just taking everything that you're listening to, you're looking at through all the different things that it's getting the data and um, and then it's showing the, you those things by intuition, as I would say. So it's kind of a lot of, um, it's just taking a lot of data and machines are looking into it and, and then that's how they're kind of sharing um, it to you. <laughs> right, right. And as we kind of discussed, like I was talking about the Facebook criteria, there's Instagram, yep. they list like interest relationships, timeliness, frequency, yep. following, usage. Twitter has like recency, engagement, rich media activity. So like each different platform, they're looking at different things and weighting them differently. Yep. That kind of feeds your question is they take all of that information, whatever it might be, and they collate it and in the end they know what to show you first based on that. That's that's like how do you feel about that as in like are you like, oh my gosh, that's a breach of my privacy? Or are you like, thank you for curating information about me and showing me what I care about? Um oh, probably in the middle because I feel like I can't say that's a breach of my privacy because I said to them that they could do it. Like that's what their whole terms and conditions outlines. Like, I don't know about you, Caleb, but I don't actually read the terms and conditions. I just tick the box that said I've read them. Like I don't read the, the 60 or 70 pages where basically they're just causing confusion for us to know what we're actually ticking. But uh, in those, in those terms and conditions, there'll be things that outline those things um, so that they can defend themselves legally. And so I can't necessarily say that because I can't say that, you know, that's a breach of my privacy because I've let them breach my privacy. And so it's kind of on me, but um, uh, I guess there's times where I'm thankful for it, where I see something I'm actually interested in. I'm like, Oh, thank you. I would like to look at this. And there's other times where I'm like, why on earth am I seeing this? And I look on Facebook and I say, why am I seeing this? Um, but yeah, I guess absolutely. that's all part of it. Now, one thing I did look into was TikTok. 
TikTok's quite new. Um, I don't have it, <laughs> and but I, I tried to look into. It. I only remembered at the last moment about the thing. Um, maybe I'm not quite in their correct age demographic, and so that's yeah, this why. is interesting because the fact that they're young, and I and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think like Facebook owned TikTok, unlike or or any other large conglomerate owns TikTok. Do I think it's like an independent company still, isn't it? Because that would affect it right uh, affect it as well. Because <laughs> um, I'm curious, like if they're a new company, they're probably still working with fresh algorithms i'd imagine what, yeah. what did you find out it's 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 not owned by facebook quick information there it's not owned by okay. um facebook uh it's owned by ByteDance, mm-hmm. which is a company a chinese internet company so there you go okay. byte dance um okay so some of the things that i was kind of looking into was how does the um the algorithm affect what you see on tiktok um because you know people on tiktok uh, i've been on it once or twice and I get confused honestly because you you scroll through you go up and down on and you see all these different things but how does it actually relate it to you well over time TikTok actually has these different things that um if you follow basically you could actually get TikToks to not maybe go viral but to get out there a bit more and these things as you look at them they actually um match you with posts that you like looking at now one of two of the main things for that two of the main things that it looks for is music and audio that you like so say for example okay. Uh, a TikTok song comes up. What's a TikTok song, Caleb? What's a song that you've seen on TikTok? Blinding before? lights. Blinding lights. Okay. Um, blinding lights comes up, and every single time there's a TikTok with blinding lights on it, um, you're like, oh yeah, wow, this is great, and you like it. Or I don't know what else you can do on TikTok. You share it, maybe you comment. <laughs> um, and uh, every single time blinding lights comes up, you're like, wow, love this song, love this TikTok. Yeah, great. Interact, interact, interact. Then. TikTok says, okay, you really like blinding lights. So I'm going to keep feeding you blinding lights. And then it also takes the description and the hashtags. So if you look for different hashtags, if you look up different things, then it'll take that information and it'll combine mainly those two things. So not always what you like, share or comment on, those things contribute to it, but mainly yeah. the music and the audio and the text that's and really description and hashtags. Yeah. And that's different because that's going to be different to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter because they're offering a completely different type of content. Exactly. Yeah, and it's going to be over time. It's it's going to be fascinating. Like you know, if we did this podcast in five years, maybe we wouldn't care about Facebook anymore yeah. or Instagram anymore maybe. or Twitter anymore. So it's it's interesting to see the rise and falls of these different platforms. But either way, uh, they're all using these algorithms. Because, like we said at the start, there's just too much content to show it in chronological yeah, order. So it's exactly. interesting to see what the companies or the or the the apps or the respective coders or whoever looks after them in the background determines is the most important yeah. uh, factors. And, and there's hundreds of them. Exactly determines right. what are the most important factors as far as determining what should come at the top of a user's feed. But amazing that like however many users there are, like I said, the Twitter daily usership was like 125 million, whatever. Yeah, wow. The fact that they personalize it for every single user is just incredible. That that's yeah, yeah, exactly right. Mind blowing amounts of data. And and what you said there it leads perfectly into 
the last question, last core question. Why do algorithms change? You know, you were yeah. just saying that there's so much data and stuff like that. So why do they why do they have to change? Well, basically, over time, um, like you said before, Facebook prioritized something that had lots of engagement, and then that brought lots of news to the top of the the feed for people who maybe just liked uh, like a news channel, just so that every now and then, if something was really important, they would see that on their Facebook feed. But most of the time, they just want to see their family and their friends, what they're up to. Their, their new jobs, all those things. And so um, because they changed that and all of a sudden the news is at the top and they're just getting news, 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 news. Then they're like, whoa, okay, um, you know, this isn't what I want. And so they stop using the platform. So basically over time, what they're really doing, why, the, why they're changing it isn't necessarily always um, – you know, yes, they do want to show you a personalized feed, but their main goal, and we we have to remember that these these big companies, um, are tech companies, their 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 platforms, they've got a business behind them. Their main goal, although that they're trying to disguise it behind, you know, they want you to see your stuff first. The main reason for that is because we'll keep you on the platform longer. And for them, that is what their business thrives off. If they can have people on their platforms longer, seeing more content that they like, then that means that they can slip more ads in there that you don't see or you do see that then get you thinking about something. So maybe it's a new dress, maybe it's a new concert, all those things that um, that they can then sneak into your feed because, oh, wow. Yeah, I was listening to um, Harry Styles. I really like that. Hey, it's a family photo family photo, friends doing this, friends at a concert, uh, Harry Styles concert, an ad for it. Oh, I would like to go to a concert. And so then you're doing that. And, but then you're like, oh, what else is happening on Instagram? And then you keep scrolling. The whole idea is that they can keep you on the platform longer to show you more ads so that their business can continue to grow. And that, although, um, yes, they're trying to make it more personalized, um, it's also a business move of trying to keep, you know, people on their platforms. And so that's the main reason they change to, to find a way that actually um, is so intuitive to what people want that they stay on the platform longer, that they see more yeah. of the content that they love. And so for yeah, example, yeah, 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 you go, sorry. Well, I was just going to say that's a great overarching statement to kind of pause on and probably dwell on for a moment is their goal is to keep you on the platform yep. longer. Yep. And that's going to look different across every platform because every platform you look at for a different reason, but that's the ultimate goal. And so it's interesting to think about how ads versus content from your nephew's baby, mm. like how, how they are weighted and are they are they differentiated by the platforms? I'm sure they are. I'm, that's something I'm definitely going to ask in the expert interview. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, because no one sees as many ads as they see posts, at least on Instagram. Um, but you may see sometimes more ads depending on maybe if there's a particular ad that's been targeted towards your demographic or the things that you're looking at or engaging with. Um, but I think a good place to go from here, you know, we looked at TikTok before we've looked at the big three social media platforms. There's some other ones there's LinkedIn, um, but also a big one is YouTube. Now, mm. YouTube is really important to look to because sometimes uh, I, 
you may be like me, Caleb, you interact with some creators on YouTube and um, you can hear some people, they're like, oh, the algorithm's out to get us. Now, the thing with the YouTube algorithm is the whole idea of the YouTube algorithm is that at the end of different videos or in what's next down the side of the kind of page on YouTube or underneath on your phone where there's all these other videos, it's like, you may like to watch these things. It's taking the videos that you've watched, how much watch time you've watched um, of those videos how much you've engaged with those videos, whether you've liked those videos, and then it's putting videos similar in the description area down the bottom or next to it. And so after you finish watching, you know, it's like, well, you enjoyed that video. Okay, up next. And then it has that little circle thing that comes around and it's like about to skip to the next video that it thinks you'll like. The whole idea, once again, keep you on the platform, keep you engaging with YouTube videos so that at the beginning of those YouTube videos, they can sneak in what? Ads. They can sneak mm. in things that generate revenue for not only them, but also their creators. And so that's why it changes over time. That's why they continue to change their algorithms is to find ways that you stay on the platform, enjoy more of the content that's getting put out on that platform and make it feel like it's more for you, even though for them, it's about earning more money. Yeah. 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 And hopefully there's a little bit of altruism in that. Hopefully like Mark Zuckerberg so often talks about, it really is for them about actually creating a platform where people can connect and stay connected as well as the fact that he's going to make billions of dollars off of you doing that. But hopefully it's a bit of both. (laughs) I think, you know, the underlying uh, motto is social media is meant for you to be social. And that's a hundred percent true. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to point the finger at the, the, the big guy saying, you know, you're only doing this for the business, but they've got a business to run and a business has to have things come in. And so they need to think about ways that they can earn money, like that they can have this happen. Now they want you to stay on the platform because they think that they're doing you such a favor by showing you all the things that your friends are doing. Now we know that there's a negative side of social media of people who are either addicted to it or, um, you know, there's the negative things that happen. You can see people's things and you can feel like, Oh, I now want to do that. Or I'm sad because I don't get to do that. There's all those things as well, but they're trying to do their best to make you feel connected. And that's the whole idea behind social media. Yeah, And I think as I was doing this research and as we dived into this topic, I think you and I will probably revisit on the podcast, different aspects of social media several times throughout the future. Uh, but today it was really good to look into the algorithms. And I think throughout all of that, um, there, there was a lot of information, but overall, mm. uh, I think I, I feel much more comfortable as well in understanding. And and if you want to know more, uh, we couldn't cover in depth every individual platform today. Exactly, but the information's there. That's one yeah. thing that was kind yeah. of encouraging. You you can find if you're if whether you're looking at it, there's kind of two hats. I guess you can be a user, <clears throat> excuse me, or you can be a contributor. Mm. The information's helpful to know either way, whatever platform you're talking about, the information's there. So go check it out. I'd encourage you to do that. Cam and I certainly found it very interesting. It's very true. Now, Caleb, this does bring us through to the end of this episode. How do you feel? Do you feel a bit uh, more of an expert on social media now? Most certainly. But I am looking forward to the expert interview because I do have a few big questions that I want to keep exploring. I'm very much the same. Thanks to everyone who's listened to this episode. And uh, thank you for um, continually listening to the episodes. 
and sending in topics as well. We always appreciate seeing topics that you guys want to learn about, things that you want to hear come up on the podcast, experts you want to hear from. So continue to write those things in via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, our email address. There's all those things linked in the description below. So feel free to contact us in that way. But we appreciate you guys listening. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes podcasts or um, continue listening on Spotify. We love seeing where everyone listens from. But for this episode, thanks for listening to the Hour of Power podcast.